Welcome to Your Strata Property, the podcast for property owners looking for reliable, accurate, and bite-sized information from an experienced and authoritative source. To access previous episodes and useful strata tips, go to www.yourstrataproperty.com.au. Hello and welcome. I'm Amanda Farmer and this is Your Strata Property. Today, I'm very excited to introduce a special guest to you, Rena Van Alst, the General Manager and Licensee in Charge of the award-winning strata management company, Dynamic Property Services. Rena manages a team of 12 strata managers and 12 property assistants. Rena was awarded New South Wales Strata Manager of the Year in both 2011 and 2012 and is currently a board member and Vice President of SCA New South Wales. Rena also has a Master's in Professional Accounting from UTS and before life as a strata manager, she was a pharmacist. Today, I'm delighted to welcome Rena Van Alst from Dynamic Property Services. Welcome, Rena. Thanks for having me, Amanda. My pleasure. Rena, we're here today to talk about strata managers. Can I start by asking you to tell us a bit about why you think good strata management is so critical for strata buildings and owners? Strata managers look after people's most important asset, be it their home or financial um, investment. And when it's their home, there is a higher level of care and trust that's needed. And therefore, it's important that the strata managers, they're the first port of call for advice. And that's why it's so critical in terms of looking after strata buildings, as you're, you're in a sense, the first person that they will need to call if they have a problem. And what do you think makes a great strata manager? First of all, having effective communication skills, particularly body language. I think that I've found in my experience when you're at a meeting, how you portray yourself in terms of how you're sitting, whether you've got your arms crossed, how you're looking at people. Um, it's very, very important to show that you know your body language reflects professionalism. And the second thing is knowledge of the various legislation, obviously the various acts, any bylaws, any community management statements or strata management statements if if that entity is part of a multifaceted or multi-tiered development. So I think a level of accounting knowledge is really important. Obviously, we're dealing with trust accounts. Millions of dollars are invested in strata companies. And I think another important trait is integrity, empathy, discipline, and having a tough skin. Um, in our job, we're facing people that are of various backgrounds. People get quite emotional when it comes to their home. Therefore, you have, to, you have to be resilient and have a tough skin and not take things personally. The last thing I would say, which I think would sort of sort of captures everything in a sense and extends that to the office is basically being well organized and be able to multitask because as a strata manager you may have a day planned out of what you need to get out in terms of agendas or minutes and then something could happen in your buildings and that will totally throw your schedule out so to be able to sort of in a sense rearrange react quickly and be able to sort of think quickly on your feet is another important attribute for a good strata manager wow that's a long list of skills it's a it's a tough gig this strata management yeah not an easy job and that's why it's been hard for us to sort of find good people but Um, Mm. many different facets and skills are involved um, in order to be a good strata manager. Yeah. And do you think owners realise that strata managers have all of that on their plate? No, I don't think so. I think in a sense, yeah, the most that they see is from our performance in terms of how what we do is at a meeting, that's probably the main area, or through telephone and email communication. But behind the scenes, there's so much more that has to happen. I don't think most people are aware of what really happens and how tough the job is. Rena, can I ask you to share a story about how you as a strata manager have helped a building with your skills in strata management? 
Well, in 2009, there was a gas explosion in the building that I still manage at Eastgate Bondi Junction, and that building was uninhabitable for six months. So it basically consists of two towers, and one of those towers housing over 120 apartments, so at least double that in, in terms of occupants. And we had to basically negotiate with the insurer, the assessor, the various entities. We had weekly meetings for 12 months trying to negotiate the best outcome with the insurer and their assessors. As you can imagine, insurers are always trying to minimise any payouts. So there's a lot of sort of argy-bargy negotiation. But fortunately, with a good team of committee members and, and experts that we engage, we're able to provide them with a, with a good outcome. Um, another very small little thing that perhaps maybe not small in terms of quantum, but um, in another building that I'm now managing, we just were awarded recently, it's part of a two-member BMC. And when I was asked questions at the interview stage of the um, appointment, one of the things they asked me was, you know, how would we deal with a BMC? And, and I said to them, even though we're not being asked to, to manage that, I advise them to look at all their invoices to make sure that they were allocated to the right expense codes because each entity has to pay a certain percentage and they've found since doing that exercise that they've actually, you know, had $100,000 of expenses that have been actually miscoded and misallocated. So, yeah, so not an easy thing to... Substrata management at its best there, I think. That would have been a happy building that you found that money for them. Definitely. And do you think in your example where you had an emergency situation, you were having to deal with insurers, you were having to deal with a whole different range of people, do you think a building that didn't have a strata manager would have been able to manage that effectively? No, definitely not. I mean, obviously, Dynamic, we've got a great team of people. We had, you know, our finance people involved, our data people involved, our insurance people involved, and and having that wealth of knowledge as well as having people to be able to communicate to the various residents because, of course, we don't have a database of all the tenants and they were affected. So I think in terms of trying to manage such a process, it would have been probably impossible for any entity um, that didn't have a strata manager because, in a sense, we were working sort of 24-7 at the beginning and then I obviously began to dedicate a lot of time after that process to ensure that people were housed. I mean, when you think about it, People were not allowed to take any furniture with them, anything. Just 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 a few personal belongings that could fit could fit in a in a suitcase was all they had to take. So I think if you think about yourself in that situation, then you need someone who's a professional and expert at being able to manage such a difficult process. Yes, and and also that professional and that expert knows and has contacts with the other experts who can be brought in to provide specialist advice and you were talking about insurers and no doubt you're dealing with brokers and you're dealing with valuers and lawyers and engineers and definitely yes we had a multitude of experts that we had to use and again being if that strata manager would have access to various professionals that they've used in the past. So in a sense, if there's an emergency, you can sort of call on someone and say, we need your help very quickly. Something that no doubt an individual owns corporation could never really do on their own. Mm. Yeah, certainly not effectively. Okay, great. I'm going to ask you now about some challenges. What are the most common challenges you've noticed owners or buildings face when it comes to dealing with their strata manager? And what do you think works best in terms of overcoming those challenges? The most common challenges that I've come across for, for owners is basically their manager not having proper knowledge of the various legislation. The second thing is lack of communication. One of the biggest complaints, you know, we get when either from my own team at times, which is very rare, but it does happen, or when we're getting asked to tender for any work is that the strata manager or their assistants don't return calls or don't communicate in a timely manner. And the other thing I think is what, what sort of comes to mind is a lack of understanding 
understanding of what owners are really needing and asking in a sense. And I think sometimes managers being very procedural, very sort of busy in their sort of administrative side of their role, don't really understand where that person is coming from. Therefore, may not be really addressing their needs in the way that they want to be addressed. That's a really good point because you mentioned earlier when we were talking about what makes a great strata manager and something that some of our listeners might have been a bit surprised about. You talked about those personal skills like empathy. And, yeah. and now you're saying that some of the challenges that owners are facing is that their strata managers just aren't listening to them. They just aren't yeah. listening to what the problem is. And that sounds to me like a lack of empathy. Yeah, that's right. Well, I mean, I think the first thing one should do is when you're listening to a, a problem that someone has is to put yourselves in that person's shoes and think, well, if that was me and I have three emails or I've asked for this and I still haven't got it, how would I react under a similar situation. I think another thing trying to overcome issues is for a strata manager to know when they should engage contractors or other experts. So in a sense, you know, sometimes we don't have a skill level that's needed for the problem and we need to be able to advise our clients accordingly. And the other thing I think that's important is being able to delegate. I think strata managers sometimes try and be all things to all people and that could be either internally in their own office or, you know, or with the client. So in a sense, sometimes you need to call on other parts of your company or other people to help you address the needs. You may yourself not be able to do it all on your own. Mm. Gosh, thinking about the long list of skills that a strata manager needs and the burdens that you have each day, I don't think there's any strata manager out there who could do it on their own. No, no, definitely not. I think it's a top gig, as you said, and it's because there's so many, so many different areas of legislation, WHS, you know, legal stuff, strata stuff. It's such a, a sort of a, a quagmire of different elements that I think you need various experts to help you along that journey. Okay, great stuff. Now, Rena, some of our listeners are perhaps in a building that doesn't have a strata manager or maybe they're not happy with their strata manager and they might be looking for a new one. What actions can our listeners take to get started with either engaging a strata manager for the first time or working better with their current strata manager? Yes, I always think the first thing to do is work with the incumbent manager that you have and see if you can actually resolve the issue. Now, it may be a change in personnel. That might Sometimes it could be a personality issue or that person that's been appointed as your manager is not the right fit. So perhaps speak to, to the management of that company and seek an alternative manager. Sometimes it's important perhaps to put um, your expectations and KPIs in place that the actual managing agent knows exactly what you expect of them so that at least there's a common ground to measure the performance of the strata manager and perhaps the expectations of the executive committee. I think the other thing is perhaps having regular EC meetings or even informal catch-ups with your EC and the EC being executive committee, just for those listeners who might not be familiar with that. Yep. I shouldn't be using acronyms. It's funny because I was speaking to someone today and they're, they're totally ignorant of Strata. They go, what does this mean? What does UE mean? So go, true. Oh. Strata has its own lingo, that's for sure. <laughs> that's, that's, that's part of what we're hoping to do here is demystify the Strata lingo. <laughs> exactly. So I won't use any more acronyms. And I think, yeah, in a sense, you're yeah, having the right people, um, making sure that perhaps you interview the manager that they're going to put, put forward. If it's a new company that you're going to, perhaps asking to meet the new strata manager that's going to be your manager and perhaps ask them questions as well. Mm. So that's that you so simple, but so many buildings just don't do that. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, sometimes I think when you're not well-versed in terms of what to ask, then you sort of only find out after the event that perhaps, you know, it's not the right company or not the right fit. So I think, yeah, perhaps putting a list of expectations, KPIs and meeting the manager that's going to be ultimately looking after you, I think are important things to ensure that the relationship starts off on a good start. Great tips. Okay. Thanks for that, Rena. That's all really valuable stuff. We're going to wrap up soon, but before we do, I want to ask you a personal question. 
What books have had the greatest impact on you and why? There are three books I think that I, that come to mind. The first one is Why Is It All About You, which is The Seven Editions of Narcissism by Sandy Hotchkiss. And I think that was a book that, in a sense, opened my eyes to people that sort of displayed very self-centred behaviour. And that sort of applies whether it's, you know, lot owners or staff or yeah, even in your own personal life. It sort of gave me a bit of an opening. I had met many people that were like that and now I could actually label them something. The <laughs> one was um, Winning by Jack Welsh. So Jack Welsh was a CEO of GE for like I think 15 years and basically took it from a very small market capitalization to a huge one and talks. he talks about various different things that he did and perhaps for anyone looking to lead a strata management company or in, or be in a management position, some, some tips and things to do and not to do. The last one I think that I've thought has a great impact on me is The Third Space by Dr. Adam Fraser. And in a sense, this book talks about work-life balance and trying to sort of find that space so that when you turn up to work or he says or turn up to meaning you know how you present yourself and in a sense perhaps taking out some time sort of doing some relaxation whatever it takes to sort of set in a sense get rid of the stress that we're all played with due to our busy lives and then Mm -hmm. how we turn up and how others see us in that light so yeah and I actually got to meet him because he did a presentation at one of my CEO institute meetings so that was quite helpful wow fantastic Okay, well, thank you so much for your time today, Rena, and I'm sure our listeners have got a lot out of all of that. How do listeners find out more about you and is there anything else that you want to add before we say goodbye? Contact me on my email address, which is v at dynamicproperty.com.au, also through my LinkedIn profile. I just want to sort of finish off by saying that strata management has needs to become a profession in order to meet the ever-increasing needs and demands of the buildings that we're managing at the moment. Yep. Um, this means that the educational requirements that are needed for a person to practice to become a strata manager have to have to be increased and improved. There are several bodies and entities such as SCA which are trying to do that, but we all need to sort of, in a sense, increase the bar mm-hmm. so that strata management is seen as a profession and we're able to attract talented people that want to work in the industry rather than people that have just sort of stepped into it or fallen into it just by chance or accident. The education of strata managers and those working in strata management and improving the image of strata management is a topic for a whole another episode, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> so thank you so much for your time today, Rena. And thank I'm sure we will have you back on the show in the very near future. You've got a lot to offer this sector, that's for sure. Thank you very much, Amanda. I appreciate you having me as your first guest on your podcast. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Your Strata Property, the podcast which consistently delivers to property owners reliable and accurate information about their strata property. You can access all the information below this episode via the show notes at www.yourstrataproperty.com.au. You can also ask questions in the comments section, which Amanda will answer in her upcoming episodes. How can Amanda help you today? 